Hi guys, and welcome to Bezel Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. I'm Leslie. And my name's Ernesto. And today we're talking, today we're talking about a subject that, like a topic that's really, really cool. It's watch straps and travel gears and anything related to our watches and tools. Yeah, very cool. Um, you know, before we delve into this neat topic, uh, Leslie, what are you wearing today on your wrist? Today I'm wearing my Black Bay Heritage, um, the first one, um, the Mark One, with the black bezel. And for the occasion, I put it on a Camonado strap. So it's a strap that goes originally um, for another tutor, the the Ranger, but it does fit uh, the it does fit the Black Bay, the 41 millimeter with the 22 millimeter um, case lugs very very well so um I'm, I'm wearing it on that today what about you very cool i'm a huge fan of camo by the way i, I think that it would be neat to see more straps out there in camo it'd be kind of a cool it just makes that watch pop right so, yeah it totally yeah. does it totally so does yeah you cool. could put it on your uh, on your black bit too i think it would work as well yeah i mean camo works on everything hey anytime you want to let me borrow it i'll take it <laughs> we should have something in common right like right, a watch exactly. box in common yeah exactly no for me today i'm wearing my panerai radio mirror Ooh. black seal and this particular watch uh, so exciting it's one. the it's the pam 183g uh and this one was it's kind of an older watch it was made in 2004 and it was the only year that panerai um flip the names of radio mirror and black seal so this particular um this particular radio mirror black seal is on the bottom instead of on the top. And they just did that for that one year at the G series. And, um, there are only 1500 of them out there. So I'm kind of excited nice. to have this one in the collection. Uh, this one, I'm actually wearing a, a leather strap with these, these panorize are such oh, strap monsters. Gosh, so they are. yeah, we'll delve more into these straps. This is actually, um, uh, Greg Stevens design strap. And he does some great work with these, with these straps. It's actually, uh, uh, um, Horween or like a shell cordovan leather. So it's pretty robust, kind of waterproof. So yeah. So <laughs> that's what's on the wrist like, today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about straps. I mean, like we've talked before in the past and said like, you know, if you're going to acquire one of these watches, we always recommend if you can to get it with the bracelet. It's just We've talked about some of the financial mm -hmm, benefits yeah. of having that, and it's always easy to put a strap on it later. Um, and so I think that, you know, I think about straps, and there are so many different types of straps. We've got NATOs, we've got leather, we've got rubber, we've got purlon, we've got canvas. There are so many different styles. And today we're just going to touch maybe a little bit on what are the most often seen straps out there. And... You know, I've got to start by saying that usually for me, a strap is going to be based on a few different things. Uh, to me, it's going to be what's the weather like outside? Oh, good point. Because oftentimes in the summertime, you know, you put a leather strap on and it's it's one way to ruin your leather a lot faster. So yeah, yeah, oftentimes definitely. a NATO or rubber strap is going to be a lot easier uh, and, and better as far as durability. And, um, you know, in leather... It's always great, like with a dressier timepiece or maybe not even a dressier timepiece. And I think about like, you know, in the wintertime, usually that's when I'll start wearing those uh, leather straps. But, you know, um, 
What are your thoughts about how you would use those traps and, and when during the year? It's, uh, it's pretty similar. I mean, in Florida, leather doesn't last. Uh, lately, we're washing our hands constantly. And so um, that's also, um, you know, not helping with the, the wear and tear of, of leather. But they really do look great. Um, you know, you have a Panerai, Panerai leather. Um, we were uh, taught that they are treated for water. So it's still leather, but they will last a little longer and they're meant to be, you know, used and abused. Plus they develop that amazing patina. Um, so Panerai straps are, yeah. Yeah, they do. And, and you know what's interesting is we generalize the term leather, but there's so many different types it's of true. leather, right? So if it's you look true. at suede, it might be a little bit more delicate mm-hmm. um, of, a, yeah. of a strap versus like the um, a shell cordovan, which you know has a tendency to be a little bit more resistant to water. So if you are washing your hands often, you're a little bit safer with that strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's yeah. the calfskin too as well. But, you know, um, one of the things that we'll talk about as as we delve into here, we can start off with NATOs. And what we'd like to do is like to share maybe our thoughts about NATOs and how we utilize the NATO straps and also, um, you know, where we're getting them from, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's so many different places to get these straps. And, you know, if you're new to the watch collecting world, uh, it can be overwhelming, really. Yeah, that's true. And it, it, it's fun to to discover. So even after you know all these years collecting watches, I'm still discovering places, and I'm still asking guys like, "Oh my gosh, where did you get that strap? It looks amazing." So it's it's like a never ending uh, thing to to just get straps and uh, discover new vendors. And and by the way, I mean I think we have to do that disclaimer. Uh, we're not affiliated or sponsored by anyone. So the review, and I know it's very important um, to to mention. But the reviews, what we're saying, it's really purely because we're just fans and we just love either the look, the quality, the price, uh, or the people who are, you know, selling those watches, straps, and and all of that good stuff. So it's really, it comes from the heart. No, that's a great point, Leslie. Everything we talk about on this podcast episode is basically something we've paid for. Yes. Nothing has been gifted. Um you know, Mm -hmm. with these items that we're going to talk about. So they come from experience or maybe not necessarily from experience, but something that we're, it's on our wish list, right? (laughs) There are some things that are on the the wish list. list. Oh, that thing gets bigger and bigger. Um, (laughs) So anyway, let's go with the easy one. And I think one of the more, or can be one of the more least expensive um, options for straps. And that would be the NATO strap. Yeah. And so, um, you know, with the NATO for me, it, to me, it's more of a sports kind of thing. It's, it's nothing that I'm going to wear with a suit, but I'm going to pair it with a watch that I'm going to go bike riding with, or I'm going to go swimming with, and that's going to dry easily. It's, it's one of the easiest to maintain because when I'm done, whether it's in the salt water or whether it could be from sweat, um, it's just a simple rinse it off and it's Mm -hmm. kind of, you're good to go. Let it dry. Um, but so as far as the the NATO, how do you normally pair? Are there some watches in your collection that you use with the NATO? Uh, the Balag Bay mostly. Um, this is really the uh, the only one that I have a NATO for because I really love the the military aspect of it and, and it just looks... It's comfortable, although Tudor... Um, 
Tudor NATO straps are a lot of stiff at the beginning. I mean, the quality is amazing. They will last you a lifetime. Um, but it's, it's a little stiff. But after, you know, you, you wore it a, a little and um, it's, it's extremely comfortable. It looks great. It's casual, but it has a, you know, a nice style to it. And, and like I said, I love that military aspect of it. So it's going to be mostly worn on, on my Black Bay. I'm um I'm getting one for my 58 as well. Um, nice. And uh, and I just I just bought one for the Black Bay too the, this morning like just before we started recording the show. I've yeah. I've been looking at it forever and I was like, well, what am I waiting for? I mean, um so that's going to be it for me for NATO. And you know when it comes to straps, I mean, I hate saying this, but size matters, right? Yeah. So you have to be aware of your lug width because mm-hmm. you just talked about two different black bays, which have two totally different lug widths. The, the 41 millimeter has a 22 millimeter 22. lug width mm-hmm. yep. and the black bay 58 has a 20 millimeter lug width. So they're not necessarily interchangeable. I mean, like you can use a 20 millimeter strap to put on your 41, but you're going to have yeah. gaps in it. So it's not yeah. going to look as no. um, well fitted. Mm-hmm. So... You know, one thing that I probably need to mention is that there are some manufacturers out there like the Tudors and the Omegas that that make the NATO strap as well, too. But there are a lot of other companies out there that are making straps that aren't necessarily watch manufacturers. Mm -hmm. You know, one that I really like that I've purchased for many years is a, a company called Blue Shark. And mm-hmm. they make such they make such a variety of straps, so many different colors, and actually different textures. So for me, I, I usually like the soft ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little bit more, but they feel like that soft seat belt material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just so durable. Um, you know, one that I am looking to explore, and it is on my wish list, are some of those straps from uh, Bark and Jack. Oh, um, yes. He's got some of these straps. There's one with like this broad weave design mm-hmm. and it just looks so neat. There's this green one. It looks like an olive. And they look like so comfortable too. Like yes. just, I mean, of course the pictures are extremely well taken and, but those are watch guys. Those who are, you know, well, first Adrian is, you know, is a watch guy. So he won't do something that he doesn't, you know, entirely believe in. So just that is I mean, gives you confidence in, in the product, but that everyone who's getting it also uh, seems to be like so, so happy with them. And, and that just, you know, makes you want to add it to, uh, to your collection too. You know, the other thing that I think about when I'm looking at these NATO straps, not only is it important for that material, the, the material in itself, the NATO material, because you want it to be comfortable on your wrist. The other thing that I think about is the hardware that goes with it. Yes. Yeah. Because... Yeah you want that buckle or you want that buckle to have some, I guess some meat to it. You don't want it Mm -hmm. to be flimsy or you don't want it to look like it's going to bend. So you want something that's going to have, um, I hate to use the word robust, but (laughs) (laughs) you'll like that word. I do. I do. We can make a drinking game out of it for those out there that are bored and watching it, you know, after five o'clock PM, it could be a drinking game. How, how many times does Ernesto say robust? <laughs> oh, man. That'd be well, funny. But, yeah. But it's it's true, though. The buckle is very uh, important. And that's what I love with NATO strap is that it's always sewn in. So you don't have 
to have like okay so where's the buckle where are the pins which buckle right. will fit on this it's just like a no-brainer you just change it literally i changed mine this morning and it took me barely three seconds on each side um it, it's so so quick and the buckle's already there and and oh it's just so yeah it's so great yeah, absolutely. So NATO NATO is a great choice. It's mm-hmm. if you're wanting to change the look of your watch and your watch came on a bracelet or even on a leather strap um, and you want to just make it a sportier look and you're using it more for active um, or higher activity reasons, uh, that NATO strap is a great option. Yeah, yeah. But it can be very fashionable, too. I mean, I, and then maybe it's from like a point of view of like, you know, a girl, but uh, it can be very fashionable to, to wear a NATO. That's okay. We can banter about like <laughs> it being fashionable. I'm thinking about it from a utilitarian perspective I and you're like wanting like these fun well, colors. Okay. Know. No, that's, you know, it, it Ta- makes talking sense. Talking about fun colors, um, there's this, um, I have to mention her because she's amazing and her Instagram is really great too. Uh, her name is Miss Horology and uh, I think it's spelled H-E-A-U for Horology. So she always has those fun colors for her NATO straps and she always match it with her outfit or even environment and it looks amazing. I'm, I'm not very colorful, so everything I have is black or navy, um, like... Or, you know, this green military or camo. I'm looking at my collection. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all. So I don't have any fun colors. And I don't think I could really, definitely couldn't pull it off like her. But it, it could be a lot of fun. And it's very cheap. Like, uh, I the one that I got this morning was $34. And I know for you guys and listeners, it might be normal. It might be like, yeah, I mean, actually, it's, you know, you're kind of overpaid. But I'm used to, like, the, the Tudor NATO straps. And they're 180 bucks. And so this is mostly what I have. And so it didn't really shock me. But then when I look at out, you know, other vendors and, and I'm like, wait a second, $34 compared to 180 Like, do you imagine how many straps that is? So, uh, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, really. It was really eye <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to receive it. And then obviously I'll post a ton of pictures um, and maybe, I don't know, do a review. And Leslie, listen, it, it might be a... 2021 new year's resolution maybe you've got you know a few weeks a couple of months to go ahead and um maybe start collecting and start acquiring colorful nato straps for next year that might be that might be how you want to roll next year i don't know maybe looks, looks like a hard no <laughs> looks like a hard no <laughs> i it's i tried and and i tried with colors like going to the gym for example i used to like be a gi- I used to live in a gym like literally and um I I saw all those ladies and they were still working like hardcore but they had those awesome colorful outfit and shoes and mine is just black I might have yeah. a little bit of gray um but that's it like black shoes black and, and I and I tried and yeah it's it but I don't know I'm not I'm not very it just I don't know it, as they say you gotta do you that's cool. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. cool. Yeah. Well, let's well let's move on to leather, right? Yes. So leather is Ooh. to me, yeah, leather, leather. There's so <laughs> many options, just like the NATOs, but the leather yes. also has so many different options. Um, again, you can go with the manufacturer's options, or you can look at other places to get leather straps. I mean, you know, a few that I can think of would be like the Hodinky Shop or Crown and Buckle or Worn mm-hmm. and Wound. And when you go down that uh, 
avenue, you'll see so many different options, as we mentioned before, like the calfskin or, you know, the, the cordovan or the, you know, suede. There's so many different ways they stitch as well, too. And then the color options There's just so many different ways to yeah. change that look of the watch that you're looking at. And, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, the leather doesn't necessarily have to be dressy. It can also be something casual. I tend for leather and and maybe that's my background, but I like to have them custom made for leather. I, I mean, of course, you need like a, a black, a brown, like you need those like basic colors. Uh, and actually, that's probably the only time that I'll have a colorful strap. Uh, when I got the Régère Lecoute Master Control, immediately the same day I placed the order, I placed an order for a custom made strap and uh, with Camille Fournay, which I'm a huge fan. I got the inside of the strap red. So see, I love the color. That's cool. That's (laughs) cool. It it was really like in reference to the Louboutin shoes, which I'm a huge fan too, of course. And um, I got the color like um, it was alligator and it was like a sort of purple, more like a Bordeaux color, actually. And um, it just looks amazing. I got so many compliments on it. It's not too flashy, but... Maybe that's the only pop of color that I can. Oh, and I got a green strap for my reverser too from Camifone as well. So yeah, see, I can do color actually. <laughs> yeah, I know that green strap. You posted it a few <laughs> times, and that thing looks very cool. Yeah, and it matches one of my Hermes scarf, which you know I kind of like matching too. So um, see, I can do colors. I see. I'm, I'm surprised. There you go. I'm surprised. Scarves and in some of the leather straps. So maybe not. We just made, we so just needed not. to talk it out. We just right? needed to talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good point. So um, I'm I'm actually getting excited. So yeah, here goes my wallet. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> pink, purple, and orange next year. Pink, Yay. purple, and orange. Those are the new colors. <laughs> Ernesto, thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Really your resolution for sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. For me, getting into various straps and changing straps really started off, you know, in my years of collecting because I am and was even more of a hardcore Panerai fan uh, many years back. And for the Paneristies out there listening, we all know there are so many different options to put on your Panerai, whether yeah. it's a Luminor or whether it's a radio mirror. Um, there's some great people out there that for me, I've bought straps from a couple of guys that I'm really happy with the straps. They've lasted long and, and patinaed very well. And those guys are, um, gunny straps. It's actually Peter gunny and also Greg Stevens designs those two, man, there's so many cool options. And, um, you know, they just make that, make that case look so different with the different it does. straps. It does. And and to go back to colors, um, I had a client. She was this petite Asian lady, and she was rocking a forty-four millimeter Luminor. And one day, I mean, she was always like dressed perfectly, and she had this shirt that was ma- that was matching her strap, and the the shirt was a sort of like yellow mustard color, and and the strap was alligator, same color with with jeans and it just looks so so good um so with with panerai i mean panerai you you have to become addicted to straps there's no other way around you do you do and you know it's funny you made me think about this um because panerai you know it really came from 
the they stand the heritage stem from the Italian Navy, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of those guys were frogmen. They were divers. They they wore straps and dove. I mean, they got it wet. So mm-hmm. you hear about that? Yeah. I I just made me think about that controversial subject of, hey, you shouldn't be wearing leather on a dive watch. No, Panerai le- Panerai leather, you can't. I say any dive watch, put some leather. I mean, like, I probably get a bunch of negative comments for saying that. But I'm like, you know what? You do you. That's going to be the the tagline for today. It's like, yeah, you know exactly. what? If you want to put a leather strap on a Submariner or on a Tudor Black Bay, what you do you. I mean, because no, here's true, the thing. Yeah. There are some... I keep talking about the Shell Cordovan, which is, mm-hmm. there's a company out there in Chicago, Illinois. I think it's pretty famous. It's the Horween Leather Company. And they make a lot of these uh, straps or a lot of this mm-hmm. leather. And, you know, they are, I think, so we know that um, Cordovan is from horses. And the leather in itself has very uh, dense pores. And so it can kind of repel some of this water. And I think there's nothing cooler then getting a strap, knowing you're going to get it wet, swim with it, beat it up, and then, you know, just show the patina. And that's kind of builds character to the watch yeah. in itself. Yeah, yeah it, it does. And, and but it again, I think some leather are better. Like if you're looking at alligator, although it's technically I mean, alligators are always in the water, but depending the patina can be nice, but I would say if it's a leather for a Panerai, yes, please go ahead. Use and abuse that watch. Those, when there's dings and scratches on the Luminor, there's nothing more beautiful for me. There's no other, like, it, yeah, it it's meant to look rugged. Um, so don't don't baby your, your Luminor or your Panerai. I mean, you do a sure, maybe you can. They have like a 30 meter uh, water resistance anyway. So uh, I don't think you can go very far with it. But otherwise, th- those straps are so thick and dense and just, yeah, they need to show that patina, I agree. Yeah, and uh, that's a good point. Just use caution when you're doing that. You're not going to necessarily... I will you know. not get my camifone wet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. <laughs> I was exactly oh. thinking the same thing. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm a little bit more maybe posh i guess <laughs> i did not say that either <laughs> but i was thinking it <laughs> it's okay it's okay i can handle it um but yeah um in, in leather there's another one too that's very uh, famous is the jean rousseau and mm-hmm. uh, i want to yes. also mention it because they work so camille camille fournay works with gégère lecoutre and jean rousseau works with vachon constantin Jean Rousseau, they have a shop in New York where you can actually go and uh, have it designed, you know, the way you want. So if you're in the U.S. or in New York, you can actually go in the store. I don't know how it works right now with social distancing, um, but you can actually, you know, kind of see it in person, how it's going to look. And you can also customize everything. With Camille they have a wonderful website. I haven't ordered anything from Jean Rousseau yet. I was a little overwhelmed when I visited their shop um because there's just so so many of them and it's like well i i kind of want one of each and and i <laughs> i generally take a little longer to decide especially when there's an option it's uh, yeah uh, I, I take longer so i needed some times to really figure out which way because it had to be perfect because i'm only getting one but 
with Camille Fournay, you can go online and really their website is um, is really great because you can you can see it. I mean, still through a screen, but if you need to take like you know uh, like a week or a month to design it because you're not really sure of the stitching or the color, you know, underneath the strap, I, you you can do that and you don't feel like as pressure. They really were not pressuring Jean. Jean so not at all they were absolutely lovely but it's just yeah the options are there so it depends if you're a little bit more visual and if you're you know in the area uh they make wonderful straps they really really do so um and that's the cool part about customizing right so you're able to go ahead and make things happen and you know just know that there's going to be a little bit of a premium when you customize watches you're going to pay a few hundred dollars for that strap no not even uh, if you so here's the trick um if you go through the brand to customize it, yes, then it'll be more. Uh, let's say I want to customize my Gégère de Coutre strap. They will, you know, process the order for you through Camille Fournay. And then you will pay more because, you know, Camille Fournay will charge sure. more. But if you're, if you're going, like, if you go ahead and order directly from Camille Fournay or from Jean Rousseau, it'll be much faster and it'll mm-hmm. be cheaper. So it'll be the same price. And, and I know we're still like, uh, it's, it's a different budget. We're not like the $34, <laughs> you know, right, strap. Right, right. but it's, it's alligator most likely. And so it's going to be in the 350 to $400. Mm-hmm. Um, but for something custom made, that's the same quality. It won't be branded, uh, Vacheron Constantin, or it won't be branded, Gégère Lecoute. It'll be branded, you know, Jean Rousseau, Camille Fournay, but, it's still the same exact quality and you really have control over everything, which I think is, is amazing. It's really like customizing a pair of shoes. Um, no, and, I mean, and that makes awesome. sense. I'm just taking it from a relative yeah. perspective that yes. if you're going to go customize, it's going to be a little bit more than if you went yes. to uh, crown and buckle and picked up yes. one of the straps. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And and if you want to go to like a big name brand, uh, yeah, you'll see. It that might be expensive like, too. Yeah, but, it will. Or yeah, it's, it's, it'll yeah. cost a little bit more, but yeah. But you get what you pay for. You do. I mean, I. Although I'm exploring other brands, and and I I really love those. And my Camille strap, I ordered it about like four years ago. And yes, I don't wear it as often, but it mm-hmm. still looks great. Um, and I don't know. I I like I like it. So I'll. I'll there's more in the future, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hashtag wish list. So. <laughs> Hashtag wish list. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, you know, let's take a turn to something that would be more appropriate for activities and something you can wear more often, especially down here in Florida in the summertime. Yeah. Maybe fall and spring in Florida, too. <laughs> the not just summer. But that would be like rubber straps. and. Mm-hmm. You know, rubber straps to me are kind of really the easiest ones to maintain because that is just soapy water, rinse it out, yep. you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the rubber straps, there's so many cool straps. First of all, I don't know if Panerai still does it, but, uh, you know, rubber straps on a Panerai, that was... Yeah, uh, they do. And in some of them, you, you'll you get, you know, you'll Will buy, you get the extra still? Uh, on uh, the Luminor 1950, yes. On okay. some submersible too, you can have an extra one. You won't have leather on the submersible. You'll have uh, rubber and a sort of textile. Oh, 
kind of like Kevlar type of um, yeah. look and feel. Uh, on the regular Luminor, no. And on the Radiomir, no. But on the Luminor 1950, yes. Uh, most of them you'll come, come with a rubber, which is really great. It's so comfortable. Oh, it really is. And it's a light way to go. And, mm-hmm. and some, of the, some of the brands that you know, I immediately think about would be like the Zulu Diver or the Uncle Seiko straps or um, the Isofrain very very popular dive style watch strap and also the other ones would be like the i think about the everest and the rubber b which Mm -hmm. i see oftentimes on instagram which are usually paired with like rolexes and omegas and Mm -hmm. and tutors so those are those are the ones that i think about when i you know look at the rubber and and um you know i've been kind of stuck with these zulu divers recently Mm -hmm. they they have a couple of them that really caught my attention and I purchased a few months ago and have totally been digging them. They're, uh, they're the waffle and also the vintage tropical strap. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're just an homage to the old school back in the late sixties and seventies strap that divers used to wear. And yeah, it just kind of makes that watch look very different Yeah, and yeah, a different does, feel. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have any rubber straps actually thinking about it, but I, I like my, my rubber strap on the, uh, on the gold yacht master. So <laughs> I see the look, I see the look <laughs> <laughs> or, or the gold luminor too. It's nice yeah. there. <laughs> the Ever rose. Sky. What is it? The sky dweller? It's, um, no, it's the Yachtmaster, the Everose Yachtmaster. Oh, the Everose Yachtmaster. They have Master, like, yeah. yeah, they have a... Um, Sorry, Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really like the contrast of both, but you, you're right. Uh, the um, I, I keep seeing seeing the Everest rubber strap on so many uh, Submariner and so many Rolex watches too. And just the feel of it is great. It's easy. Um and it has a really good look to it, too. I actually don't even know why I don't have a rubber strap. You know, I, it's interesting, too. I'm just thinking about that. I oftentimes wear all my Rolexes on the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and me too. I don't really change the strap, but I see that more and more. And I'm going back and forth with the Everest or the rubber B. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to have to probably pull the trigger on that eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I, I agree with, with Rolex, although... It can look amazing with uh, another strap, rubber, leather, or, you know, whatnot. But with a bracelet, the sub looks amazing. The sub, the GMTs on their bracelet. I mean. Uh, and the bracelet's pretty comfortable anyway. It I mean, is. Like, to me, it's it pretty really comfortable. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. But yeah, I'll, I'll have to try with the, with the rubber. Yeah, you have, have to give it a shot. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of tool do you use uh, to, um, to change those straps? That is a fantastic segue because you oftentimes need a tool to go ahead and change <laughs> a strap. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's I have easier. a few different, absolutely. It's than using your teeth or something like that. <laughs> I've never used my teeth to, I don't want my dentist hearing this and oh, thinking gosh, that I'm yeah. using my teeth. But um, actually, I have a few different spring bar tools. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys know, I travel. Uh, and so I've got one that's travel and it's a small little compact size that fits right into my briefcase. And then, um, you know, I just have one that I picked up. I don't even remember where I picked it up. Um, 
it could have been from the Hodinkee shop, but it's, uh, I believe it's, um, it's a Bergeon. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the model of it. And it is just a really cool, I think it's a pretty durable aluminum, but it's like black. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's covered, it's like the, it's kind of protected in a way, but uh, yeah, it's a cool tool. That's, that's one, I cannot, on one side, it's the fork and on the other side, it's got the, like the point. Yeah. 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 I don't know like how it's called. I I don't either. Um, I don't know the fancy terms. I have something like that from, uh I think the technical term is pointed end. the pointy end there we the go po- the pointed end yeah the that's the technical yes. term for that side yeah good good i like it um i what have something what similar yeah i have i so i became fancy and i got myself a tool like that it's also from bergeon and um it's what, what's the name of that what's the company bergeon okay I, you of, said it right no a no, lot of us yeah, i think are did. also pronouncing it bergeon Bergeon. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's called Bergeon, but uh, you Bergeon. Know, I mean, everyone. Uh, it, yeah. Um, so it, it's branded Camille Fournay. So that's like my fancy tool. Nice. But I, yeah, I know. Um, I, I learned to change straps and bracelets with a push pin. And I know it's going to like have like a few of you might cringe to the idea. No, and if you do it right, it won't scratch anything on the bracelet or on the case. Uh, it's um, I found it's extremely because the the tool is I mean that that little pushpin is so small, so you can really uh, go around that bracelet when you're trying to change it. I know there's tools for that. I don't have that tool um, because again, I learned with with you know pushpin or. Uh, I would be using also a screwdriver. So I have screwdrivers from Stellar mm-hmm. and uh, they're really good. The only thing is, again, practice, but also making sure that when you're changing, like, you know, when re- you're removing a link or when there's a screw to always put that tool perpendicular to the screw right in the middle and to get the right size screw because I've seen so many people doing it wrong and then the screw will be completely screwed. I mean, literally. Absolutely. And take your time. It's not a race. Yeah. Nobody's timing you. Um, well, you know, I, 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 can't I have a couple timing, of... But no. <laughs> <laughs> You're so competitive. It's part of the, it's part of the training. I'm, I'm timing so you. There we go. <laughs> so, um, no, there are two screwdrivers that I actually have. I know that they also come in sets. Um, I think it's also by Bergeon, but... I have a 1.4 millimeter and a 1.6 mm-hmm. millimeter. And those two sizes, I think, just seem to do the trick for me um, as far as size. Another another one that I'm going to throw a pro tip out there. But as a Paneristi, I used to own a couple of 1950s um, Luminors. And they've got that special little push pusher where you yes, kind of push through. And, nice. and yeah. I, I was always scared to bring that tool with me because I'd afraid I'd lose it in a hotel or something like that. So what I ended up doing was I ended up bringing toothpicks with me and I would always just use a couple of toothpicks and you know, you can always get them at a restaurant too and just use the toothpicks and just kind of open and, and change your strap yeah, that way. Yeah, because it's soft with the like the wood, so it won't scratch yeah. anything. So it's because not going to scratch on, anything. Yeah, on the Panerai tool, it's coated, so it's not like just metal on metal where you're going to scratch it. So it's a little softer. Um, but yeah, the toothpaste is a, it, it's it's a really good uh, good thinking. 
Thank you. Good thinking. And, yeah. and one thing too that I've noticed with myself, I try to keep extra, um, keep extra spring bars with me. And I'll even travel with some extra spring bars just in case. You never know when you aggressively try to take one of those spring bars and it flies right across the room and you're like, I don't have time to find it. Yeah. I, yeah, I always try to like remember to push like downward when there's a spring bar because I mean, it's easier like to push upward, I guess, uh, but downward that way it won't uh, and, and do it on a, um, on something that has like, you know, edges. So that way, right. even if it rolls, something like that. I'm looking at, at, at my screwdrivers, and honestly, I don't know what size they are. So uh, it's always either the purple or, or the silver one. <laughs> That's how I remember. Purple for bigger watches, silver for the smaller ones. And the black one sometimes is useful for very like small ladies' watches. So for the listeners out there that are specialists in screwdrivers, please let <laughs> us know what size that is for the color what was it again it was purple and <laughs> purple silver and black the yellow okay. is too small and the other color which is i think it's yeah green uh too large so maybe um, just leave those in the I'm comments very, <laughs> i'm very technical i mean i'll probably take a picture of that uh that pair yeah the, the, the screwdrivers but yeah it, it's funny how rolex has that really fancy toolbox which mm-hmm. cost an arm and a leg and um it looks nice and it looks clean we were not sizing anything in front of clients instead uh, except if they wanted to see how we were doing it um so we were always bringing it in the back and we really had nothing fancy and and really i mean uh, i yeah a push pin works great it's yeah. cheap but i i don't advise to do this i mean maybe if you want to try it on a beater watch or um, but this is how I learn and I never, and yeah, you know, if, if, and if you're being careful because you don't want to scratch your watch up, I would maybe recommend or suggest using some tape, like some scotch yeah. tape to tape some True. of the edges. So you, like the lugs so that you're not necessarily scratching it. You know, if you've had the watch for a while and you like the wear marks and just kind of shows a little bit of, um, history with it, you, you know, you can, and as you get more comfortable and more um, familiar with how to change the spring bars you can always remove the tape and not use Mm -hmm, the tape but you know just a suggestion you know the other thing that I thought about too that I have um, in my watch toolbox if you will is also there are also a couple of loops I've got a Mm three-time magnifying loop and also a 10-time magnifying loop and you know it's not that you need it Um, as as I'm getting older I notice that it's helpful (laughs) I, I hate admitting that but it also, for the young ones out there, it also allows you to enjoy your collection a little bit more. You know, yes. taking a different look and perspective on the dial of your watch gives you a different appreciation and maybe a greater appreciation for the watch in your collection. Mm-hmm. You know, so that yeah. loop helps. Even when you go watch shopping, honestly, if you don't have your loop, ask for a loop. Uh, jewelers and, you know, watch stores will always have a loop and you can look at the movement. Uh, so it depends how you, you, you how picky you are with your watch. Sometimes you can still find a scratch or two on, on a brand new timepiece. Ultimately, you're going to scratch it anyway. But if you wanted to like really inspect it before, that's nice. For loop, though, uh, a little tip, because I'm, I've been seeing so many people using loops the, the wrong way. I know everyone does whatever they want. But uh, if you want to look like a pro in front of, you know, 
a pro, or at least one who's supposed to be a pro, always bring the loop close to your eye. Uh, so you should be like maybe a quarter of an inch um, or, or half of an inch, like at the most like the loop needs to be like really close to your eye um if you want to look up that way you'll have the lights you know from outside or from uh you know you but you'll have the light because if you look down your head will block all the your head will block all the light and then uh you you won't really see anything so i i, I would see some people who are like oh yeah i can see this i can see that but it was just they, they really couldn't see anything they were just pretending because really the way the loop was set up they, they just simply couldn't see anything really so right. um just practice and and it just it, it's just a little awkward when I have to like, you know, um, teach someone how to use a loop and, and they really don't follow my advice. And in the end, they just can't see anything. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. So, Especially um, when you're six feet apart during social distancing. Exactly. <laughs> no, just it's just kidding. like, no, but it's true. Bring your true. own loop. <laughs> yeah. I know it was like, and, and the goal of a loop is really to see something and, and just, if you don't do it right, it just looks well, and just like anything else, whether it's with taking pictures or microscopes, light is important. So having enough light is going to be helpful yeah. as far so as seeing your dial or up. your watch. Yeah, always look up, never look down. Nice tip, Leslie. One more two since I'm thinking about it. If you sure. bring your watch to a watch store, always ask for the watchmaker to change your strap or for like the most senior person, not necessarily the most senior person will know, uh, but it, I've seen I've seen sometimes people just you know changing straps or bracelets, and they kind of know what they're doing, but not really. And and it, for someone who's extremely picky like me, I'm like the worst client you can possibly have. <gasps> I apologize, uh, but it's. Ah, just the idea of like bringing someone and like my watch and and who's not like who hasn't been doing this for like, you know, decades. They may not they may know, but it just need to be extremely careful because once you scratch it, especially on the logs, if you yep. polish that thing, it won't be as sharp and and I don't like to to polish anything anyway, so yeah, just just be really sure the person who knows how to do this is competent. I'm not saying that they're not, but it's just like sometimes uh, new people like they they are extremely confident that they can do it, and um, and they shouldn't be as confident. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a great that's a great tip, and you know I'm gonna go back to what you said about you know when you talked about how some of your personality with regards mm -hmm. to demanding a lot as a customer. Yeah. also brought out why you were so good with customer service because you had these Thank high you. demands and you had high expectations and you shared that very you high sure expectations that, yeah and, <laughs> and you but you you made sure that your customers were also taken care of and yeah. you kind of knew what to look for so that was exactly you know, and i would totally understand um so it's easy when you have like so many like you're selling so many watches you have all you know so many clients and and most of them are really nice and and I mean honestly all my clients were nice anyway but they're like an extra nice like you know it's like oh well it you know the the booklet is like you know it's like a little folded on the side yeah I don't mind whatever 
I would not buy a watch if the booklet is like slightly folded or not in mint condition. And I know this is silly. It's a booklet. Am I even going to read it? Nah, probably not. It's just going to stay in the box. But everything has to be there. Uh, when I bought my first watch, like my Gégère Le Coutre, the plastic stayed on the watch for a week. My boss was like, Leslie, just come on, just take it off right now. It just looks silly. Maybe, but for a week it stayed there because I really wanted to be, and, and I'm, it's funny because I'm not really careful with my stuff anyway, but when I buy something new, it has to be, I have to have that luxury experience and, um, and I would make a point to deliver that to my client. This was really the most important thing. They could go online, just click the button, put in their card and then be done with it. They're receiving a box in the mailbox. Great. But if you're going in a store, I, it doesn't have to be a, a fresh watch, meaning that the watch has to like, it can be, you know, on display and I would still right. buy it. It's okay. Uh, but if I would totally understand that, yeah, clients would be really, uh, you know, I'm going to say demanding, but it has a negative connotation, but it's, it's not your right to be demanding your right to, you know, look at that watch 10 times before pulling the trigger, uh, your right to ask all these questions, never feel like, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing this or never feel awkward about it. Um, so in, in when strength changing straps, it's the same. Some guys don't really care, you know, um, they really don't. They'll be like, as long as you know how to change a strap, great, I'm fine. But if you have that one guy, it's really, really important for him uh, to have that, you know, that watch is very sentimental and he's been so careful with it. And then you're going to give it to someone who's like, you know, doesn't take that level of care and you have that mm -hmm. scratch. You, you can see the disappointment in, in his or her eyes and, and you really don't want that. So, well, um, and, and here's the thing too. I mean, I think it's okay to be demanding you work hard for your money that you're going to spend on a yeah. timepiece that you want to have in your collection and so i think it is it is warranted that you have that level of expectation yes. um when you're looking at these watches so you know the other thing too as a consumer if you and this is just my personal opinion but if you're working with a sales associate that is kind of rushing you along that doesn't understand your um, way to purchase, that is not one that you can have a good relationship with. For me, yeah. if I'm going to make a relationship or I'm going to have a relationship with a sales associate in the watch industry, you know, this person's going to know what my goals are. This person's going to um, think long term and not, hey, when's this guy going to go ahead and give me his credit card? Um, that's yeah. not yeah. how yeah. I would like to uh, have these relationships. Because, I mean, look, if you're going to collect, if you're watch collecting, uh, is going to be, is going to last you a year and you're not going to collect any more watches after next year. Eh, that's fine. You can think short term, but for me, um, you know, I, I enjoy watches. It's a passion of mine. I'll mm -hmm. be collecting probably until I can't collect anymore. And so for me, it's like, I want to develop these relationships that, you know, these, these people understand what I'm into, what I like and how I am as a, as mm -hmm. an individual, yeah, no matter exactly. how, yeah how much OCD I have. <laughs> as horrible as yeah. that sounds. Leslie, we have talked about tools. You know, we, we have maybe just a couple of minutes left. I just wanted to just go over a little bit about, you know, how you contain your watches. And for me, like with traveling and stuff, wolf. I've got a couple of different ways to do. Did you just say wolf? Yeah. Did you just say wolf? Okay. Yes. 
Wolf, if you're listening. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, no, again, we're not affiliated at all. We're not yeah, sponsored we not. at all. Uh, and it's really important. So, um, but yeah, that, that was like my answer. <laughs> For me, I travel with a few different cases and I have, I have a couple that I default to is it's one is a single pouch. It's usually made of leather. You can find this various different places. They make them, they range anywhere from, I don't know, $50 to maybe $85 and it's a single it's a single pocket or pouch really that you can put your watch in and if i'm traveling and i'm only bringing two watches that's that's what i'm going to end up taking other than that i usually like this canvas watch roll and it's not the structured one it's an unstructured one. Oh, i remember that one yeah yeah I yeah like and one. i can slide i have a couple of different ones that i can slide four to six depending upon how long my trip is going to be or if i'm going to be with a bunch of watch nerds and i'm meeting some of the watch Yay. fam out there you know i'll usually bring a couple of extra so i'll bring my six um watch roll and it's just it's just a soft pouch and I like those. I've had the structured ones in the past, but they oftentimes take a lot of real estate in my yeah. luggage. Yeah, and so do. the other unstructured ones seem to work better for me. Yeah, and you can put straps in there too. I do, actually. Straps yeah. and even, you know, tools if you don't. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. Uh, I remember when you you brought it uh, to show me. It looks It looks really good and it's very efficient too, so... Um, yeah. Any other, any other ones that you, I guess, you know, how else do you contain your watches? Uh, so I have, uh, again, like I said, everything I have is wolf. Uh, so those are my watch boxes and I have a travel case also that's wolf. It's like the red memento mori. I'm a huge fan. It looks so beautiful, but like you said, it takes a lot of real estate and um, sometimes, so if I'm just taking one watch, like one additional watch, I'll just put it on a, the travel case that, you know, the AD will give you. Um, so I have a Gégère Le Coutre one. Generally, when it comes back from servicing, you have, if you went back to the, the manufacturer, you'll get that that travel case. They, they just give you that travel case. If you buy a watch and you watch, ask if they have one uh, you know, and most of the time they do, they do have like, um, actually they, they, they do have like a bunch of them. So most of the time, I don't know everywhere, but, um, so you can ask you like, Hey, you know, I'm buying this new watch. You have a little travel case, uh, you know, the one that you get from the service center and most of the time they'll say, yes. Yeah. So I have those there. Um, they protect the watch extremely well. And if it's just for one watch, it's fine, but it's still, you know, very bulky, uh, if I have more than one, then yeah, I'll have my uh, Memento Mori that I'll use. I don't have any, you know, softer ones like you do. And I, I know it's on my on my wish list. So, uh, you know, Christmas coming. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, it's, what's interesting, I just think about like how I store them at home. So, you know, I put my watches in my safe and and I do have a couple of boxes and they are wolf. Ah, <laughs> so see? They are see? wolf boxes. Um, but, you know. I remember going to this dealer, a very famous watch dealer in the used market. They they focus specifically, well, not 100% vintage, but they're very well known out in San Francisco. And I don't know whether I should mention their name or not, but um, I remember these guys would have these huge watch rolls and these rolls would hold like, I don't know, it seemed like a dozen or two dozen watches. And these oh, rolls wow. would just be filled with all these vintage watches 
I probably shouldn't mention their name at this point, but they would yes. just, <laughs> they would just roll it all up. They would roll it all up and then they would throw it in one of their safes, you know, and it was just, that's how they would store it. And it didn't care how fancy the box was or how, you know, that they had the glass because they're just, you know, it's just more, more function yes. and form. And space so. too. Yeah. And we, space. um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've done that too, you know, rolling it in a bubble wrap, of course, making sure that they're not touching each other and that there's like, you know, uh, but it's not going to move. So it's just going to lay flat and just it saves a lot of space. So when you have a lot of watches or, you know, that that's what, you know, jewelry stores and, and um, because that safe is big, but compared to the product that they have. Um, so that's, that's totally fine. But again, you can't really put that in your travel bag and because, you know, if, if there's any sort of friction, it's not going to protect it very well. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and I'm very safe, careful. Yeah. yeah. You're fine. Uh, you know, I'm very careful when I do put my roll in my bag or in my briefcase that it's kind of cushioned up and it's not like in an open side. Cause you just, you know. You don't want to mess up any of those watches. Oh, oh my gosh, no. <gasps> well, oh, no. Leslie, this has been fun. Sorry, everybody, for a longer episode than normal, but we had a lot to cover today. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. We have to really refrain from, like, talking more because, damn. Right. We can we, we can we kind can of go keep on. going. Yeah. Um, Leslie, was there anything you wanted to cover before we sign off? No, um, that's, that's, you know, that I think we're good. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. Well, fantastic. So, well, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with us on Bezel Banter. Please hit the show notes for more details and links. You can follow us on Instagram. Leslie is at Ladies Wrist and I'm at Ernesto Guapo 72. And you can follow the show on at Bezel Banter Media for any updates on new episodes or other communications. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out to us on bezelbanter at gmail.com. And please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out. Additionally, you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com. Thanks again, and we look forward to catching up with you on another episode of Bezel Banter. Thank, Thank you. you. Talk to you soon.